Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable inviting you to stay tuned for this special pre-Easter edition of Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. We are so glad to be with you. I hesitated to say Easter, although I celebrate Easter as a Christian with the full knowledge of what it truly represents. It is not a pagan holiday. It is a Christian holy day, and it is so very crucial to the faith. Without this resurrection of our Savior from the dead, uh, Christmas would have no re- no value. The Calvary would have no value. Neither the cradle or the cross would have any meaning or true value if Jesus did not raise from the dead. But something so fantastically wonderful happened in Jerusalem over 2,000 years ago, and it is still impacting the world in the 21st century, your world and my world today. It wasn't the virgin birth of our Savior and it wasn't the crucifixion of our Lord. For without this, both Christmas and Calvary would be long forgotten. If death could hold its victim, his sacrifice was not accepted. His mission had failed. The most important, therefore, event in human history is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Christ. Hallelujah. So that's why we're going to talk about this wonderful Easter, as we uh, call it, generally speaking, but more specifically, the Resurrection Sunday, the opportunity once again to celebrate and proclaim the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I like uh, what Frederick Temple said. He said the return of Easter should be to the Christian a call of a trumpet. It is the news of a great victory. It is the solution of a great perplexity. And it is the assurance of a great triumph. Hallelujah. The hope of the resurrection is our message to you today and how desperately we need this hope in a world that is in the, in the last uh, of the last days that would be marked as the tribulation period uh, hastens and the day of the Lord hastens. The Bible said men's hearts would fail them for fear and for looking at those things that are coming upon the earth. Man is helpless within himself uh, to deal with all of the of the situations and circumstances that would mark the world in these last days. But God has given us a hope in Jesus Christ, and that hope is brought forward to us and brought forth to us because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So we're going to talk about the hope of the resurrection, the hope of Easter. In 1 Peter uh, chapter 1 and verse 3 reads like this. It said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy has begotten us unto a lively hope, literally a living hope, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
many years ago, Gloria Gaither uh, wrote a great hymn of hope. Uh, and she wrote it uh, when she was uh, perplexed about having a child and bringing a child. She was pregnant with a child, and she was going to bring that child into a world. Uh, back then, and this was early in her life, uh, back then the world was uh, becoming so decadent, and it was becoming so fear-filled and fearful and so violent, and the threat uh, was always present of some Something terrible happening in our world, in our nation, in our in our personal lives. Uh, that she hesitated to 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 just have the the joy of of giving birth and bringing a child into a world like this. What? kind of world is that child going to grow up in? But because she began to focus on Christ's resurrection and the promise of his presence with us in this fallen world, she wrote the great hymn, Because He Lives, I Can Face Tomorrow. Because He Lives, All Fear Is Gone. Because I Know He Holds My Future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. And it's this great fact, this great truth that we need to focus on this glorious Easter Sunday. By the way, if you, if you, uh, haven't been to church in a long time and, and now that this great Christian Holy Day is upon us. Maybe you've been discouraged. Maybe you have uh, lost your hope and your faith, and you are you are one of those uh, uh, one of those Christians who who says I I I I love the Lord. I know He's real, but I I, I have drifted away from Christian fellowship and and from exposing myself to the the body of Christ and to the Christian community. I pray that you will you. You will get up Sunday morning and you will go to a church in your local area and you will hear once again the message of hope from the Word of God, the message of victory from the Word of God. Amen. I want to read you a true story, and that's just why you need this confirmed in your life, and it needs to be an absolute truth that there is no doubt whatsoever about. You've got to know that He lives to have this courage, this faith, and this hope. I want to read this true, true statement, true account rather. Reichel, the famous conductor, was rehearsing the Berlin Symphonic Symphonic Orchestra and Choir, performing Handel's Magnificent The Messiah. A vocal soloist had just finished the lovely aria. I know that my Redeemer liveth. Her tones were clear, the enunciation distinct, and the technically she was flawless. But the conductor was dissatisfied, for something was lacking, and he said kindly, My dear, do you really know that your Redeemer lives? Why, yes, she stammered. I think I do. You think you do? Don't you know it? If you do, sing it as though you were sure of it, so that everyone who hears it will know it. Hallelujah. She sang it again, this time with her whole soul, in an ecstasy of heavenly bliss. Beautiful beyond the singing of the birds were her heart 
and her voice lifted in sheer joy. Hushed were the choir and the orchestra, and Reichel, with tears in his eyes, he said, My dear, thank you. You do know that your Redeemer lives, for you have told us so. Bless you. Amen. Friend of mine, at the time of Christ's earthly ministry, there was a religious sect called the Sadducees. You see, there was the Pharisees who believed in the resurrection, and there were the Sadducees that did not believe in the resurrection of the body. And, and, and that's why they were sad. You see, I say it on so many occasions. If you do not have the hope of the resurrection, that the resurrection brings and gives, then you cannot possibly have any hope for the future. Death will cancel and conquer every love relationship, every dream, every plan of man will be eternally terminated by death. But if you believe that Jesus rose from the dead, then you have a hope that death cannot conquer. And hope in Scripture means a confident, glad anticipation of future good. And Peter declares that we have been born again because of Christ's sacrifice and His resurrection. Eternal life therefore awaits us, and death has been swallowed up in victory. In First Peter 1 and verse 4, he said we have been uh, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you. You see, friend, the resurrection of Jesus from the dead is the source of hope in the Christian message, which is given hope to the hopeless and comfort to all those that are in deep sorrow. The Christian fellowship in all the world attests to the strength that is gotten from that faith which commends the souls of our beloved dead loved ones to the keeping of Christ. And so we lift up our hearts as we repeat the ancient creed so familiar to many of you. I believe in the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. This wonderful truth is brought forth in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning with verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, literally dead, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus, God will bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds, to, so to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, wherefore, Comfort one another with these very words. That is the hope of the resurrection. That death will not prevail. That life will triumph. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. That's why 1 Corinthians chapter 15 said, O death, where is your sting? And O grave, where is your victory? Death is swallowed up in victory. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. This wonderful hope comes because we have the assurance of the resurrection itself. First Corinthians, first uh, Peter rather, verse 3 and verse 21 said the like figure, whereunto even baptism doth also save us, not putting away the filth of the flesh, but an answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I want to br bring this out in this wonderful uh, amplified paraphrase uh, and adding the, the actual Greek many times to the meanings here. Listen, and baptism, which is a figure of your deliverance, does now also save you from inward questionings and fears, not by removing the outward body filth, bathing, but by providing you with the answer of a good and clear conscience, inward cleanness and peace before God, because you are demonstrating through baptism what you believe to be yours through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And what exactly are we demonstrating and what exactly do we believe because of his resurrection? Romans 4, 4 and verse 25 is very clear who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. You see, friend, Jesus was put to death for our sins, but Jesus was raised from the dead to give us right standing with God. In Romans 4, verse 23 through 25 says, And therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness, now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who delivered, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Our uh, justification by faith is vital to our salvation. And Christ's resurrection is critical to our assurance. Hallelujah. You see, justification is that forensic term that is used in the Bible. It is something that is at home in a courtroom where someone has been acquitted and has been set free and no charges, therefore, can ever be brought back uh, against them for that particular crime that they were accused of committing. There's no doubt about it that Satan is the accuser of the brethren that accuses us before God day and night, and we cannot defend ourselves by declaring ourselves to be sinlessly perfect. And that's why we can must claim justification through the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And this is our assurance 
I love that great hymn of the faith that's based on what he did and, 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 and what we should know about his death and his resurrection, his sacrificial death in our behalf, and his resurrection that proved that God accepted his sacrifice in our behalf. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine, heir of salvation, purchase of God. Hallelujah. Listen, friend, we belong to God. We have been justified because we have received the gift of righteousness through the gift of His Son, Jesus Christ. I want to read from 1 Corinthians 15, verse 12 through 20. Listen to it. It said, Now if Christ, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you, there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is vain, and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so, that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, and you are yet in your sins. Then they which also are fallen asleep in Christ, or die in Christ, are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the firstfruits of them that slept. Hallelujah. You know what that means? That means He is the first man born of a woman to ever die and be raised from the dead to never die again. <laughs> to live forever in a glorified body that will never taste death or sickness or pain that will never age throughout all eternity. Oh, the hope that we have because Jesus rose from the dead. Praise God. We are not justified because God has looked over our sin, but because Christ took our punishment and took our sins. When, when He hung on the cross and God, God burnt out His judgment, righteous wrath was burnt out in Him so that we could be made right with God and be given the gift of eternal life through the gift of righteousness. This is a story called I've Taken Your Sting. And it says a little boy and his father were driving down a country road on a beautiful spring afternoon. Suddenly, out of nowhere, a bumblebee flew in the car. Since the little boy was deathly allergic to bee stings, he became petrified and terrified. But the father quickly reached out, grabbed the bee, squeezed it in his hand, and then released it. But as soon as he let it go, the young son became frantic once again as it buzzed by the little boy. His father saw his panic-stricken face. Once again the father reached out his hand, but this time he pointed to his hand. There still stuck in the skin was the stinger of the bee. Do you see this, he said? You don't need to be afraid anymore. 
I've taken the sting for you. And this is the message of Easter. This is the message of the resurrection. We do not to be afraid of the sting of death anymore. Christ faced death for us. He tasted death for us. And He defeated death for us. And by His victory, we are saved from sin. Christ has taken the sting. 1 Corinthians 15.22 asks, Where, O death, is your sting? Christ has taken the stinger for us. He is risen. Fear is gone. And hope is alive. A living hope is in every one who has accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. And there is no more fear that grips us and torments us. You see, the Easter message tells us that our enemy, sin, the curse, and death have been defeated. Ultimately, they can no longer start mischief. They still behave as though the game were not decided, the battle not fought. But we must still reckon with them. But fundamentally and truthfully, we must cease to fear them any longer. Praise God. Why? Because God, through Christ, has taken the sting so that we could be justified in His sight, made righteous in His sight. And that's the only one that truly matters today. You may have committed sins that people will never forgive and never forget. But I want you to know something. Amen. God not only forgives you, my dear friend. God forgets because Christ has paid the price for you to be forgiven today. As it is written, the Scriptures declare, As it is written, saith the Lord, I will cast their sins from them as far as the east is from the west, and I will remember their sins no more. That's what justification brings to you. That's what justification brings to me. You know, there's a movie coming out about O.J. Simpson, which many people believe was actually guilty of the crime that he was acquitted uh, uh, for committing. And, uh, and once again, it's going to bring and rehash all of this controversy surrounding this man uh, and whether or not he committed the terrible crime. Uh, but one thing is for sure, uh, no matter what the movie declares, no matter what new evidence may declare in his case, once he is acquitted, he can never, ever, ever be tried again for the same crime. This is why this this wonderful word, justification, this is why we have this hope that nothing should be able to shake in our life, because we have been acquitted by the greatest courtroom in the world, by the, the, the absolute judge of the universe, has declared us not guilty because of what Jesus has done for us at the cross. And he proved that what Jesus did uh, was enough to give us that, that forgiveness and that pardon in that he raised him from the dead. And that is the confirmation of the resurrection. First, Romans chapter 1 and verse 4 said he was declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness 
by the resurrection from the dead. Hallelujah. The resurrection was and is a greater confirmation than all the miracles that Jesus did in his earthly ministry. So that he was indeed the Son of God. The Greek word declared was used in Scripture to mean determined and appointed, marked out by unmistakable signs. And Jesus did many signs, many wonders, many words, many works, so many that the Bible declares if they were all put in books, I suppose the libraries, the world couldn't hold the books as a, if the world itself were a library. Ah, oh, but friend, the greatest work of all was when he conquered death and the grave and rose on the third day and he didn't just rise so he would live forever he rose so that we could live forever he rose for our justification ah friend this resurrection sunday this easter celebration for the christian should be a time of great hope of great joy, of great glad anticipation of future good. One thing is for sure, it's appointed unto man once to die. But after this, the judgment. That appointment is going to be kept by every person that lives on this planet. And the important thing, the vital thing, is that we know that number one is Christians, that death will not have the last word, and the grave will not hold us. It may hold our body for a season, but it will not hold you, and it will not hold me. We had an evangelist that came to our church years ago, and, and we actually, uh, through my wife's grandfather, uh, had an, uh, who, who knew personally the man who wrote the song in Kentucky. Uh, Brother Ely wrote a song that this evangelist sung, and when he sang that song, he sang it, with the complete conviction of its truth, because he believed in the resurrection. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he sung, Ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. When I hear that trumpet sound, I'm gonna get up out of the ground. Ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. And he would sing that song and that hope because of, of not just the words, but because of the personal conviction of those who are declaring that great truth. Oh, friend, it gave us all hope, a blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine, heir of salvation, purchase of God. Hallelujah. That's who we are in Christ today. And that's what we have. We have a blessed assurance. We have a blessed hope that reaches beyond time into eternity. The world, friend, simply doesn't have that. And that's why they don't have the peace that this hope brings you and brings me. But thank God, thank God, Jesus rose from the dead and he rose for our justification. I used to say it this way, just as if we had never sinned. We have been acquitted. We have been forgiven. We have been given a full 
pardoned. And the accuser can no longer, no longer hold us in bondage through the fear of death. For that fear was conquered once and for all at the cross. If we receive Christ as our Lord and our personal Savior. If you don't know Jesus today, the resurrection is speaking to you. This Easter, I know that your heart is going to be touched because of the event that occurred that will give you hope. No matter what you've done, no matter how many sins you've committed, no matter how many people may never forgive or forget, God stands ready because of what Jesus did on the cross and because that He raised Him up to prove that His sacrifice paid the sin debt in full. If you will receive Christ as your Savior and repent of your sins, I want you to know every one of your sins will be forgiven. And not only will they be forgiven, friend, they will be forever, forever forgotten. Forever forgotten. Cast away from you as far as the east is from the west. Today, I challenge you. I urge you. I beseech you. Come to Jesus. Come and give your heart to Him. Repent of your sin and receive Him right where you are. And go to church Sunday morning and celebrate the resurrection of your Savior and the reconciliation to your God. Hallelujah. Oh, and if you're a Christian, please don't let the pagan holiday eclipse the Christian holy day. Go to church. Celebrate the resurrection with your brethren. And let's get ready for His soon coming together. Well, we love you today. Our time is gone. Would you come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.